Exactly a year ago, a cousin showed me her 10-year journal. I never before heard of such a thing and immediately ordered a copy for myself. Now, some of you know that I really like to write things down. You were here on a Friday night when I shared with you this journal. This is the journal where I keep an alphabetized list of all my worries. And I just, when I worry about them, I just write them down alphabetically. This journal, the 10-year journal, allows you to jot down a couple thoughts or memories from each day. So it has, for example, um, this is July 15th, 2016, and this was put together in 2015. So it just has a few lines for uh, last year, which was a Wednesday, today, which is a Friday, and then for, the, for, for a 10-year period, you just say something that you did that day, and 10 years later, you have a great collection of memories. Sometimes, at the end of a long day, I ask Rabbi Jonathan, what would you most like to remember about today, 10 years from now? And in 2025, I will have little snippets of memory from 10 years worth of any given day. And as one who tends to live so much in the present that I quickly forget what I was doing and where I was two nights ago, such a journal is a godsend. In many ways, the chapters of Bamidbar, Numbers, read like a 39, 40-year journal, complete with snippets and vignettes about day-to-day -day experiences that happened to the Israelite people as they made their way to the Promised Land. Their journal is filled with examples of miracles and life-changing events, and also with whining, complaining, quarreling, and even nostalgia for life as an Egyptian slave that is tough for us to understand. This journal that is so precious to us, takes note of our ancestors' daily encounters with God. At first, this week's Torah portion, Chukat, seems to focus exclusively on the theme of death. It opens with rules for purifying oneself after coming into contact with the body of one who has died, because we remember that there were no nursing homes or hospitals, so everyone took care of their loved ones at the end of life in a truly hands-on, family, responsible way. Miriam dies in this parasha. Aaron dies in this parasha. At one point, Moses loses his temper so badly and learns from God that he will die before he enters the promised land. In part, this is a dark Torah portion. But what I love about it, and what I think makes Judaism so profound in our lives, it's its unflinching look at the truth of life's brevity. In remarks following the tragedy in Orlando, Hamilton star Lin-Manuel Miranda said, nothing here is promised. Not one day. Torah has long conveyed that message. The knowledge that we do not live forever makes us think about the life we want to live, the impact we want to have, and the legacy we choose to leave behind. Torah teaches us to live a life of mitzvot and righteousness each day. That way, 
regardless of how many days we get, we can make the most out of our lives. Although it feels at first like this parasha is just about death. As Californians in our own multi-year drought, we cannot help but take note of the other theme, which is water. The Torah tells three different stories in which the role of water is vital. One, Torah describes a particular type of water that is necessary to purify a person who is engaged in the sacred task of caring for the dead. Mehanida, purifying waters. Two, this Torah portion highlights the relationship of Moses' sister Miriam to the presence of water in the desert. The sages envisioned that a miraculous well followed Miriam throughout the wilderness. Rabbi Yochanan said, the well used to water all kinds of garden herbs, all kinds of seeds for planting, and all varieties of trees. You can see for yourself it was so, for after Miriam died, the well stopped. The third story in the 39-year journal we call Torah is the most famous of all the vignettes in this section, and it involves Moses and Aaron feeling hot, tired, frustrated and angry with these whiny people who argue too much, God assures them that all they have to do is say the word and water will gush forth from a nearby rock. But instead, Moses gathers the people and explodes in anger. He hits the rock twice with his rod. Water comes out, enough for everyone. But God feels that Moses and Aaron did not trust God or provide an example of trust to the people. It was a crucial failure of leadership. It is after that that Moses learns that he will not make it himself to the promised land. And the Torah tells us that all of this happened at May Meribah, the bitter waters. Commentators note that Me Meribah echoes Me Hanida purifying waters in contrast to the hopefulness of the ritual of purification and the renewal offered by it. Israel is again plunged into a dark moment in its journey. And the root of Meribah, Reev, picks up on the verb quarreled. Think of the lessons that emerge from the second water story, the story of Miriam's life and death. When she was with the people, there was water. Israelites likely took her and her powers for granted until she wasn't there anymore. All of us have such people in our lives that do what they do with grace and steadiness. We sometimes forget and take them for granted. Miriam teaches us to notice who really makes a difference in our lives. Water is precious, and in this chapter, it also serves as a metaphor. First there are Mehanida, the purifying waters, then Mehameriba, the waters of bitterness that come when we quarrel. The final chapter of this portion imagines the whole do-over. What would have happened if it had gone right? Moses brings the people to that same rock where they gathered when they were so thirsty and tired. 
Moses says, on behalf of God, assemble the people that I may give them water. Only this time, all the people sing together, Alei ve'er anu la. Spring up, O well, sing to it. They all sing, and they all drink. Torah provides an amazing vision of how it could be in striving to make the world a better place. Of course, we sometimes feel bitter and quarrel with one another. But let us also sing. Spring up, oh well, sing to it. And may the work of making life sweeter for all, in which each of us engages, each one, in our own way, enable everyone to taste those sweet waters. Amen.